Autumn, can you give me an example of when you really, really wanted something and you couldn't have it? Hmm. Honestly, the first thing that's coming to mind was when I first wanted to move and you didn't want to. Huh. That's like the the biggest adult thing. Really so when you put down on that, and when I was you, upset. When you couldn't get what you wanted, what did you do? <laughs> Kept trying to find ways to make that work mm-hmm. and like plan for even if it wasn't now. So you didn't scream, okay. shout, and kick. No. Why I didn't? Don't think so. Why didn't you scream, shout? We and... had an argument. We definitely had some arguments about it. But yeah, did you did you scream at me? And <laughs> I don't think I ever screamed at you. No. No. Why not? Had a screamer? I don't think. <laughs> if you had screamed at me, would that have been an effective way to get a house? Possibly. I, you know, honestly, the answer to that would probably depend on like the pattern of behavior that I did or did not establish with you. But we'll say, for all intents and purposes, no. Hello there, my friends, and welcome to the Easy Dizit Podcast, a podcast all about travel planning and Disney entertainment through the lens of mindfulness, behavioral health, and humor. I'm Justin, a hyper-nerd travel planner and behavior analyst. And I'm Autumn, a new Disney enthusiast and a clinical social worker. And you know what? We're going to bet you a $20 plastic light-up toy, that's going to break when you get home, that you're going to enjoy today's episode. And if you do like it, uh, we'd really, really, really want you to submit an iTunes review. Like right now. Mm. Now. Or else we're going to scream so loud and you're going to be so embarrassed. (laughs) Also... Tell the teachers at your daycare about us. Mm. After listening to little kids talk all day, they might enjoy some thoughtful Disney conversation. So today we are going to talk about a preventative strategy to reduce the occurrence of tantrums. Anytime you have to tell your kid, you know, toddler or young child, no, you can't have something. Mm. And if you've ever brought a young child to Disney or been to Disney when there were young children there, which is actually pretty common, there's often young children at Disney, you'll notice that it's actually a challenging place to do that, just because there's like so much good stuff. Mm -hmm. But first we've got news, trivia, and mailbag. But first we've got news, trivia, and mailbag with the light up Mickey glow wand to my dollar store glow stick, Autumn. (laughs) Hey, Autumn. Hi, I love that uh, intro about the toy, the plastic toy that's cheap and is going to break. It's very fitting for what we're going to talk about today, but it was also funny. Um, Well, thank you. So I was on theme and humorous? That's pretty good. That's two for two. Do me a favor, write a uh, (laughs) iTunes review for the show, Autumn. (laughs) Um, but I'm very excited about our, our podcast today. I think it's very much something that Justin and I uh, have a lot of knowledge about, enjoy talking about, and, and helping families with. Yeah. And um, yeah, we're just, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. about it. Yeah. We, so I'm a behavior analyst and Autumn is a social worker. So we both talk about and help people, you know, change behavior if they want to change behavior. Um, but we do mm. it, it, but they, what? You said, we help people change behavior if they want to change yes. behavior. Yes, yeah, that's important. That's a very important, because sometimes I will say people come, even in therapy, yeah. assuming that, like, I can uh, yeah. wave a wand and I cannot. Yeah, no, pay. there's no wands. There's, there's no, no wands. wands. It doesn't And exist. whether, I mean, 
the kid might, if it's a young person whose behavior we're helping change, they might need some convincing. We might have to sell them on the fact that, hey, this is going to work out for you in the long run. But yeah, you can't really change behavior without the cons- not ethically, without you know the consent of the person you're helping. Yeah, and and the whole family, which is why I'm so that's such an important aspect. And again, I think both of us have probably been in situations where like a kid is struggling, right? And there's tantrums or there's problem <laughs> behavior. And um, again, oftentimes families are stressed and they're like they want us to change it. And like 99.9% of the time, I'm like I'm not gonna work with the kid at all. I'm gonna work with you. We, need to, we have to work with uh, you know. And uh, but it's it is like the most effective. And when you see the light bulb moments, and when you see like the confidence, like I really, if you practice the things we talk about today, I can guarantee you that you are going to have some amount of increased yeah. confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Confidence, and things will go better. It might not yeah. work. Like, don't get me wrong. But what we talk about, if you do it, you practice it, it will uh, increase your chances of having a tantrum-free vacation. Mm -hmm. But yeah, speaking of which, this is a Disney podcast, so maybe we should stop talking about our jobs for a minute and talk about the fantasy world that is Disney. How does that sound? Let's uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, so should we get last week? We switched it up and we did uh, A Stumps J first. What do you want to do this week? I'm a little tempted to do it again because I have some interesting. I have an interesting take on Disney facts, mm-hmm. which is very pertinent and having to do with like families that travel to, to Disney and like demographics. So. Okay, and I have really boring news. So should we get that out of the way? I mean, I'm. We could flip a coin. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm good either way. Okay, Google, flip a coin. Okay, Google, flip a coin. Very dramatic. Oh, I go first. Okay. <laughs> thinking about, we're thinking about families. We're thinking about, you know, wh- what families are like traveling to Disney, right? And so I have a few interesting facts that I want to try to stump you on. So A Stumps J is the segment I find trivia related to all things Disney and try to stump Justin. Uh, Which hasn't happened yet. He's <laughs> perfect record. Liar. So. What is the average income for uh, the typical Orlando tourist? Like the family? Going to Disney, yeah. Like a, so would this be a a household income? This is a household income. And did you say average or median? What is the average income for tourists that are going to Orlando slash Disney? I imagine it has to be a a household income because if we're figuring in the kids, the average, that would throw off the average. The average, I mean, yeah, when they're referring to income, babe, they're referring to household. What is okay. like the, what is the total gross income of the household? Gross or net, does it say? Oh. <laughs> because the way tax, tax, hmm, I'm going to say $62,000. That's a really great guess. It's incorrect. Is though. it a close guess is the question. <laughs> no. No. So this is really interesting, and I consulted several sources for this. Walt Disney World Travels, uh-huh. uh, Washington Post had actually had a few articles on Disney and cost. In 2015, this is the latest number that they have, the average uh, tourist income was $93,000. Holy cow. So these articles were talking about basically how Disney is for the wealthy yeah. and the middle class no more. I mean, that's... Well, that's still the middle class, but that's the that's the high end. That is not the working class, that's for sure. This is another conversation we get into, what is middle class? But we've talked, look at the, the average American household income. 
that is double that. That is not middle class. That yeah. is a wealthy salary. Yeah. I'm looking the at the average American family. I think is like fifty thousand dollars. I'm looking at dollars from the census gov right now. Twenty twenty, the median household income is sixty seven thousand dollars. So median is a little different than average. Average okay. is if you take all the salaries, add them up, divide them by the number of salaries. Median is if you plot them all on a distribution. Mm-hmm. How what is the um, the most in the middle? Oh. So they're both measures oh. of central tendency, but a little so- bit different. Okay, so and what they're saying is that's that's at least twenty thousand dollars higher than what most families have, which yeah. sounds about right. Then. Yeah. Um. So, so it's ex- it's you know it's expensive. I just thought that was a really like breaking down who is going right, like who is mm. going to Disney, who you know, that's the average income. Ninety three. So, uh, recent podcast, uh, Disney Dish podcast, they were talking about a survey. They always do surveys on the show. People send in the surveys that Disney sends <clears> them. <throat> Sure. So Disney had sent this survey and they were asking about the guests' income and they had bracketed it off. And there were like six options and only two of them were like below 100000 It was something crazy like that. Like the way it was branched off was it was not in line with like like a, a distribution of American salaries. It was a very skewed... It was yeah. far off. And that's what and they're, they're comparing it to like what it was years ago. And um, and even now, so this is almost seven years after, mm-hmm. after that number, that it's a lot. It's, yeah. a, it's a lot. And but so- we shouldn't be surprised because it is expensive. But that doesn't mean if you... If you very expensive. If you don't make 98... $93,000 you can't go to Disney no. either. That's the average. So there is a distribution that's right in the middle or the average of the number of the average salary of the people that go will be 93, but there's tons of people that don't make 93,000 oh, sure. that are going. Like yeah. um like I went when I was 19. And and obviously, right? Like we talk all the time about like bills uh, yeah. can still be tough to pay. So that's yeah. crazy. It that- doesn't it doesn't mention if they have student loans or not. Right? <laughs> doesn't come up. It doesn't. But this feeds into the next step. All right. You ready for this? I'm ready. Thinking about how many times do most people go to Disney World? What's the average average um, household? Two point... F- no, wait. The average, including the people who don't go? No. What's the average amount of times a family goes to Disney? So a family that does go, what's the average amount that they do yes. go? 2.2. Oh, tell me about that number. Uh, I'm interested. A little bit more than twice is my guess. Because I know there's people that go okay. 5, 10, 15 times, but right. there's also people that go know. once and they're done. I want to know the percentage of those people and I want to know their incomes. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to talk to Disney about that. Yeah, which they keep. So this is interesting because oh, yeah. a lot of this, the, the few sources are like pretty tight, like Walt Disney, you know what I mean? As close as I, as I could get, but very interesting. So for most people, going to Disney is a once in a lifetime trip. Mm. Okay, so 70% of the visitors are there on any given day just once it's their first time and then 30 percent of people there on any given day it's a subsequent trip okay so that was interesting so 70 30 breakdown okay so how many so what's the number what's the number to the question you asked me oh so most people it's once i'm sorry the majority of people i I was asking how many times do the majority of people go and then i was giving i gave you some added information oh no you asked you asked for the average number of times that someone goes yes and you said 2.2 and the answer is one Mm, the answer is not one yes the majority of people that are in that go to disney it's they go once the same thing as an average that would be the mode on a given day 
That's another measure of central tendency, but it's not average. We are losing. We are losing listeners left no, and right. I need to stop talking about measures of central stop. tendency. Well, yeah. No, you're, you're fine. You're fine, Autumn. You're, you, you keep going. Keep doing it. The your average thing. family goes how many times? You said two point two times, yes. and I said once. Oh, and the average I, family. I thought you said what was the average number of visits for a family that goes to Disney World. That's what I was answering. <laughs> No, how many times does the average family go? Let's make it the deal. average family that's going to Disney. Us, how many times say right do we go? Let's make so a the deal. The average American family goes once. It's a let's once not in a do, lifetime trip. Let's not do any more stumps with with uh, statistics or math because Man, it's just. You are. Tony, I thought it was fun. But you make it enough. I will make it not fun. That's what I do. I'm a tutor. Uh, I will make this as unfun as possible. Now here's another way to look at. So this is there is a lot of numbers today, but I think it's interesting to look at the breakdown of what's the annual income. How many times is the average family that goes to Disney going? How will Justin misconstrue these numbers? <laughs> Thank you. One of the second to last ones here. What percent of the population in America mm-hmm. goes to Disney World? What percent of Americans? You said goes like or have gone or like are currently going. What percent? I'm gonna get more specific. What percentage of American visitors to Disneyland in Disney World? Uh huh. What percentage of the American population is that? So okay. if you're looking at the people that go to Disney. Okay, got it. What percent? In is Disneyland it 100 percent of Americans? Is it 70 yeah. percent of American? So you population? said Disneyland and Disney World combined? Yeah. Yes. 64 percent. Ooh, that's high. Okay. Want to guess again? Uh, 32 percent. You're a little closer, 23.3. Wow, yeah, I would have thought it would 23.3% of the American population, which... I guess that, that makes I sense. I think we think yeah. it's high because it, it, right, it's really talked about, but then again... Well, we look, everyone I talk to has been to Disney World. <laughs> but when we look at these, like, the other numbers, right, like, the average amount of time somebody goes in the amount it costs, yeah. it can't be six, it can't be half, half, yeah. I mean, couldn't afford it. It's probably, it's funny, I'd say about... I mean. 30% of the guests that I've had on the show so far have been to Disney World. We have also a high proportion of non-Disney sure. World people on the show as well. So sure. I don't know where I'm getting my numbers from. I don't know either. But I got it right, and that's all that matters. <laughs> okay. You, well, it was a big difference. You jumped from 60 to... Then you were, like, really close, so... Well, you you seemed pretty... Uh, that six, You said it was too high, so Way I just cut it in half. It's an old trick. An old Price is Right trick. I see. All right. Are you ready for your last one? And then I have a a nice little, actually, Black History-related Disney fact. I sure am, Bob. All right. (laughs) So, which Disney park is the least visited when people go to Disney? Yeah. So, which park is the least visited? This was interesting. It's got to be Animal Kingdom. Mmm. Okay. Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. We need a buzzer and a bell because <laughs> you're so misleading with your noises. That's incorrect. Okay. If it was true, it would make me sad because Animal Kingdom is my favorite. It's actually Hollywood Studios. Still mm, that's old data. That's old data. July 16th, 2020. This is from Blog Mickey which my things indicate is a pretty reliable source. It, out of all four, now, Star Wars is there, but but before Star Wars is there, right, I think ultimately Hollywood Studios has been historically... Yeah, it was pretty low. Okay, so Galaxy's so Edge to... opened um, May 31st, 2019 in Disneyland and August 29th, 2019 in Florida. So you're saying that's 2020 data? 
Yeah, so this is a, it hasn't quite been a year after, hmm. but it would have to get so the amount of people and it's been COVID to catch up. That was before Rise of the Resistance opened. That's old data. Was it? Well, all right. What was the date again? This is the nearest I have. 2020. It's not. I mean, we're just in 2022. Uh, no, Rise of the Resistance opened December 5th, 2019. It still remains the least visited park. I mean, wow. How many years, right? Like, it's going to have to be open, I think, probably still for longer than it's been open to surpass. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Like Magic Kingdom. Yeah. No way. Right. No. Yeah, no. Color way. me surprised. No way. All right. So that ends up for trivia. But as promised last week, I was really excited. And it's and it's uh, about Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. Um, Black Heritage Month. So I want to just take some time and bring bring some facts. So number one. You ready, Justin? Um, so well, it's not number hold one. On. Sorry. It's is this scratch. still it's not trivia? One. We're done with trivia. This is just a f- piece of information I'm sharing. But I think it would be fun okay. for you to guess. Okay. Okay. But there's no points that will count against you for this. There have been no points up to this point. <laughs> there's always been points, Justin. <laughs> Keep up. Okay, so what was Disney's first black animated television series? He's, he's it, not going to get this. Animated by black people or containing first, animations of black people? It's a black family that's animated. Like a black animated family. Well, you know I got to guess. I know you had a guess. And you're saying saying I'm going to do it wrong. wrong. So that means that the guess you know you think I'm going to say isn't the correct answer, Mm -hmm. which means I need to think of something else. I think you're going to get wrong. I don't... Justin and I, we're both millennials, but we're also... We have some years between us. So what he knows... Cosby Kids. Is that a show? No. Is that a show? (laughs) I feel like that's... Was Cosby's animated? There was like a little baby Cosby. There's like a... Little Bill? Little Bill, that's it. Little Bill! I love Little bill but no that it was it was like a little little bill he he, um, that he did the voice that was not disney i have feeling right, that was not, pbs it's not proud family because you know that's what i'm going to say guess is proud family it is the proud family you double crossed me <laughs> that's it black history month is. is over no. so the proud family all you 90s babies out there was the very first series that was animated with a black family had net how did Period. You, why did you think that? Period. I wouldn't guess that. I was trying to throw you off, babe, oh, and you terrible. fell for it. <laughs> You're <laughs> devious. <laughs> As I... That's just... That's awesome to me. I loved it. It was something that all of my family watched together, and... And if you're listening and you're a fan and you didn't know this, it's coming back. New season. Uh, new season, a new reboot. This is going to be The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder, and it airs this February. We're still. Um, 2.23. I'm not sure the time, but. <laughs> we'll figure that February, out. This February, two and a half weeks from now on the 23rd, reboot of The Proud Family. All right, so uh, that concludes a Shay in our uh, Black History Disney <laughs> fact. Stay tuned. Next week, I'll be back for more. Excellent. Excellent. That was good stuff. I'm glad I was able to do as well with the Black History trivia as I do with Disney trivia. I basically <laughs> crushed it all around. So, highly suspect headlines. That's how we do news here on the Easy Dizit Podcast. What's going to happen is I'm going to read Autumn some headlines, and she's going to have to determine which ones are true and which ones are false. All right, first headline, Hocus Pocus 2 release date announced, October 31st, 2022. You, didn't you give, you gave me a Hocus Pocus 2 trivia. Yeah, and you tried telling me that like, there, was there was already one. a Hocus Pocus 2. And there was that. And when is the, when is the airing? October 31st, 2022. No. I've heard nothing about this. If 
feel like it's true. I feel like it's a true but a false. Part of this is true but it's false. I'm saying it's false. This is true. Yeah. No way! How did I not hear? <laughs> this year? I, like everyone, I don't even say anything about it. Yeah. Not a thing. Did it just? I don't know. Maybe you're not as like tuned nothing. into the Hocus Pocus no. uh, fandom as uh, I am. Well, let me tell you. Uh, again, all of my um, peeps with kids that are also millennials um, are pretty strong Hocus Pocus fans. And I'm I'm just surprised. I, yeah. Well, it's wow. based on a novel written in 2018 called Poppy and Isabella. So it's kind of like a sequel novel. Are you ready for the next headline? Yes. All right. First 12 Disney Wish sailings have been canceled. Maiden Voyage has been delayed. Oh, Disney Wish. That's the newest one? Yes. That's the new, oh, the new cruise ship. The first 12 sailings. True. It is true. It's too sad to be false. It's true, yeah. So the initial sailing was going to be the Maiden Voyage. That's what they call it in the cruise biz. Uh, June 9th. And now it's going to be July 14th. Why? In the press release, they said that the... They said that the shipbuilders, <laughs> there were delays due to COVID oh. in Germany. I vote, yeah, I bet that. Okay. Wow. All right. Next headline. Step dancers perform in Harambe and Animal Kingdom as part of Black History Month celebrations. Like it could be true. It doesn't really make sense why there would necessarily be step dancers there. I don't know that step dancing originated in Harambe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it didn't. It's definitely an African American, so this would be interesting. I don't know the history. I'll say it's true. It is true. It is true. So I'll pull this up for you here. Oh, I actually get to look at some facts, everyone. He's queuing me in to info. Oh, we're going to watch the video. Oh. You know, Justin, step dancing is something you could do. Because it is structured. It's a structured dance. It's not like free dance. Justin sometimes can be a little shy free dancing, but step dancing. I like how this started out as like a compliment and a positive statement and kind of <laughs> shifted towards just straight shade so, about no, my well, dancing. I'll say, no, actually, when, when Justin is comfortable and he dances, I, I've said this forever. He's a great dancer, but sometimes you could be shy. So they're kind of talking about how, yeah, so it is an African, an African-American cultural thing. Yes. But its roots are in African sure. dance is what they're trying to say here. I'm glad that, okay, they're yeah. answering that question. <laughs> People are learning out here, it looks like. It's uh, educational kind of thing and fun dancing. This is great. Oh yeah, hearing this is great. The color is great. Let's start with Master Trooper, an African American dancer known as the mm. father of tap dance. But did you know that after African step dance called Shiba? Yes. Alright. Oh, I'm gonna watch that whole thing. Keep it up. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to splice in the audio later or do something. Um, so can I just I just wanna pause. Yeah, go ahead. This that alone is a reason for me to go to wanna go to Disney in February. You're not gonna get that any other time. Yes, so that's right. kind of the thing, right? Um, and they, they did this last year. They talked about part of the celebration called Celebrate Soulfully. Last year it was pretty lackluster, though. I, okay. I think um, they added soul to the American experience in Epcot. Yes. The, um, and it, like the jazz experience thing. Yeah, it was a very, very minor. Lame walker. Yeah, and even some of the advertising that was done 
who, yeah. who designed that? No, well, I, that's what I, I wanted. I just there wasn't. Yeah, they they, they could have just done more. It was very understated. It kind of I don't know performative. You know, I just yeah. think they could have there could have been more energy put into it. It seems like this there's this is different. I've heard people say that um, last year a lot of this there were things on the schedule, but you couldn't really find them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they put things on here too, like go see the Lion King at Animal Kingdom. It's like that's always been there. Yes, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's not. It looks like there's more this year. Between they've got these step dancers, they've got Baraduka, they were fired or they let go from Animal Kingdom. They're not dancing oh. in Animal Kingdom anymore, but now they're at Disney Springs for, for this event. Uh, oh, Disney Springs. Yeah, they've got like, you know, black artists performing all over Disney Springs, which is cool. But I you I don't know, I'm gonna run this by to you. I think black artists need to eat twelve months of the year. Mm. Is that accurate? Mm. Yes. I mean, no, that's crazy. I'm not a, a black historian. No, <laughs> but, no, you're, you're not. But it seems as though, like, giving people gigs, you know, one month out of the year probably isn't right. equity. Right. But right. cool, but a start, I guess. And if it gets people talking about it, let's go. For sure. All right. I am ready for the next one. That was cool, though. I do, I really want to check out that rest of that video. All right, last one. Mm-hmm. Disney offers a free 180-page Art of Encanto book for a limited time. (gasps) Say it one more time. Sure. Disney offers a free 180-page Art of Encanto book for a limited time. Free? Free of charge. Art, is this like a coloring book? No. This is like just beautiful. It's a beautiful book. Just images from the movie. Yeah. Free? And like like the the history of the creation of the art and all that stuff. Mm. <laughs> this is tough. Because uh, my initial part of me says absolutely not for free. And the other part of me thinking about you know, maybe how they're trying to be more equitable is that they do want people to have access to this. I'm going to say it's true. You know what? It is true. <gasps> it is true. That's four out of four? Yeah, that's did yeah. I get the first one wrong? I got the first one wrong. <laughs> you got four out of four. It, it's funny. Three out of four. All four out of four were true today. I didn't give you any false headlines. Only yeah, true. Yeah, that's Only true today. And Tell me about this. So, yeah. So here's the thing now. One little catch. It's not paper. It's free online. It's still it's still beautiful. Uh, but yeah, it's online. I'll link it in the show notes. Free? Yeah. At the, uh, 180 wow, pages. I s- wow. Yeah. You should let your dad know about this too. Oh, he's got to see. I want to just invite him over to watch it. That's a good idea. All right, so that finishes up highly suspect headlines. So guess what? We got some mailbag here. We got some good mailbag, mailbag this week. We have okay. two iTunes reviews to read. We got two more reviews. Yeah. How many reviews are we at? Um, five. Wow. Yeah. Keep them Thank coming. Thank you, everybody. That's no. That's really. Oh, that's just awesome. And when you write that's yours, awesome. it'll be six. <laughs> not writing us a review. <laughs> I know. Who would, who would write a review of their own podcast? I mean, not us. Not, not, not I. I've never. I, <laughs> I did that. <laughs> um, but I did write that I wrote it. Mm. I was very mm. transparent in mm-hmm. writing my own review. <laughs> All right. So for the first one, it's called Travel Planning, Mindfulness, and Humor! Exclamation point. Exclamation <laughs> point. From Lady Ginchilla. Oh. 
I began listening to this podcast to occupy some commuting time, but I never thought that the Disney podcast would change the way I travel. Justin and Autumn's banter throughout news and trivia is warm and hilarious. The travel planning segments are well thought out and relevant, and the interview segments seem to be people you genuinely enjoy having a conversation with. We do. Every single one of the guests that we've had on is my I say pleasure. we. I have yet to do an interview. I've been trying to get I you to. I enjoy listening. Yeah. You know, <laughs> every single person that's been on it has been a real, a true pleasure to have on. Mm. I love the episode on easy exercises to change the way you handle conflict or disappointment while on vacation or in day-to-day life. The budget planning episode is fantastic. Hello, hotel room grilled cheese. Easy does it. Making the world a happier place and slowly, sneakily, convincing me that I should probably plan a Disney trip soon. Oh, thank you, Lady Dinchella. That's wonderful. And we appreciate because it, it sounds like you really you've you've been listening to a yeah. few of our episodes. Yeah, we do appreciate um, that a great deal. And and to just again, I know everyone's life is busy and hectic, so like taking the time to, to do that is yeah. really appreciated. The fact that like you're in a car and you're like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna listen to Justin and Autumn talk for a minute. Yeah, that's, that's like that means a lot to us. Do you Thank you. You're like content. making the choice to listen to us. Like when I think about it that way, it's like. Wow. <laughs> All right. Guess we're saying some things. And then another review. Uh, it's titled Amazing Podcast! Exclamation point. People are using it exclamation points. I, find, I think that's a good sign. I it's a, would agree. <laughs> this is from P Plates. Absolutely love this podcast and hearing about Justin and Autumn's stories and adventures. They are super charismatic and personable. Just came back from Disneyland, and I wish I had heard this podcast before I went. Love the Disney trivia, and would highly recommend. Wow! Like someone wanted to take us with them on a trip. That's that's my takeaway from that. That's, that's not wonderful. what this person said, but yeah, go with well, them. Well, no, but like they wish they listened to it. Like they wanted to take our whatever we had to say, oh, right? Yeah. With that's what not I mean. that they wanted to buy us a ticket to go to the parks. With no, them. no, 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 okay. no. Metaphorically, with them, that like we could have been helpful. P plates, shout out to you. That's thank you. Um, also, if you want to share, uh, I'd love to hear about um, how your trip went. We, I, I don't think we'll be going this year, but uh, it's looking like next year. I'm going to Disneyland this year. Um, excuse me. <laughs> I'm going to Disneyland this year. I'm breaking it to you here live on the show. Oh, no. Justin Just, is Justin is going to Disneyland Justin, this year. No one from the Lips Cloud household is going to Disneyland. Stay tanned. Next year, though, we're saving for next year. For updates Hopefully. on Justin's voyage to <laughs> Disneyland. Wrong. And canceled. <laughs> All right, so let's finish it up with the big question. We started this last time, and I've got a big mm. question for you here. The autumn, are you ready? Okay. Here's the deal: free five-day ticket for you and your entire family to Disney World. Free five-day ticket. But the one condition is every time you go to Disney World for this free five-day vacation, you have to ride the Hollywood Tower of Terror once. This is unlimited? This isn't just one time? Yeah. you. This is the deal for the rest of your life. But every time you go, you have to ride the tower. to ride it? Just you. I mean, I'll ride it with you. I love it. But... Yeah, that's tough. You know, you don't want your family to hate you if they really enjoy Disney. But this is probably the the ride, but the one ride at Disney World that uh, Justin would tell me not to go. Yeah, on. it's because like, it's just the things that I hate about rides. Yeah, it's all that with nothing else. Yeah, 
to um, redeem itself. Really. That's right. This would be a tough one for you. I, you this might enjoy it, but I'd say I put it at like fifteen percent probability. I, I, I'm I'm going to ask for some time on that. I'm going to ask to plead the fifth currently. Oh, that's tough. It. So the thing is, that means no. Okay. That means no. All right. All right. Sorry, everybody. We're not going to Disney World. Five days free. <laughs> That's a sad way to end a podcast. <laughs> well, we're not we're not ending it there today. We've got tantrums to talk about, everybody. Yes. So, so stick around. We're going to be right back, and we're going to talk about uh, how to avoid tantrums mm. in the park, or really any place where your kid wants you to buy them something and you just can't or don't want to. Mm. How to avoid tantrums in those situations. Stay tuned. Welcome back. We are going to talk about a visual story that we created in conjunction with Quinn Harris, a cartoonist with a Q on Instagram. Check him out. And Katie at Unlocking the Magic Travel, who really helped me uh, take this from, you know, a stick figure design and an idea that I had to, to you know, encourage me to get this uh, illustrated and supported me in getting this illustrated. So. And it's, the illustration's beautiful. Yes. Absolutely beautiful. I want to frame it. <laughs> yeah, it looks cool. We will frame it. We will be framing it. <laughs> yeah, Quinn did a great job. He did a great job, and we appreciate it. So what it is, is it is a, we're calling it a visual story. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've ever heard of, like, a social story, social stories are something that uh, it's commonly used with uh, people with autism, but it's a trademarked thing. And it's something very specific and it's not what I have here. So I'm calling it a visual story. And what a visual story here is just something, uh, an aid to explain expectations. And I recommend using it as part of like a practice, uh, practicing these skills. Uh, And we're going to go through that. Mm. So Autumn, if you could, to to start this off, could you tell us about our first trick-or-treating experience with Darwin? Yes. All right, so really quick, she loved it. She absolutely ended up loving it. What happened was she had never been trick-or-treating before uh, because she was not even two yet. And um, (laughs) so we went, we dressed up as a cute banana. We went, we knocked uh, on the first house. She was a little like, like, huh, what are we doing? And then uh, she saw that people were giving her candy and she grabbed it. And what do 18 months to two-year-olds love to do? They love to hold things in their hand. And they're really... Um, developing that sense of autonomy so she was super excited then we go to the next house and she had a bit of a a tantrum and a meltdown yeah um, with that one the the transition of oh we're leaving yeah that first house right because right. I want candy and, and she had when met we like went, another toddler friend right. over there that that's was dressed right. like a dog mm-hmm. which she like loves the most fun that's thing right. in the world yeah. sure and then when we went to, we had that like first transition to the next house then it was like Oh, okay, but I want this candy, but I want what's in my hand. And then when we go to like prompt her to put it in the bag, she was, you know, her 18 month old braid was like, oh, are you taking it away from me? Yeah. And, you know, and we had realized then at that moment, she had never done it before. We hadn't talked really about it at all, right? Or, or planned it with her. So we ended up kind of doing that in, in the moment. And she slowly caught on to what Yeah, you we kind of had to just put, we had to <laughs> kind of just push through it, yeah, right? Yeah. 
But I wanted you to tell that story because I think it illustrates really well what the world looks like when a person doesn't have expectations about mm-hmm. what's going to happen. She had no idea that we were going to get more candy. All she knew is we were leaving the funnest place in the world and I was taking her candy away from With her. With a fun girl, dressed as a dog, yeah. and candy. That's all and she knew. people that were just yeah. giving her cute eyes. So, <laughs> so really, I'm not saying here... That, so we're going to like correlate this to what we're talking about here. And what we're talking about here is really just denied access to toys or basically saying, no, you can't have that stuffed Mickey or no, you can't have that ice cream. Mm. Disney World is a brand new place. If they've never been there before, they don't really have a clear expectation, right? And they may just see kids getting toys left and right and eating ice cream and and walking around with $20 balloons. They may not understand that they can't have access to everything depending on the age of your child. And that's not to say that you there you might have a child who does get that, and tantrums still may occur, right? Um, and this may or may not help with that. But what this story is going to do is it's going to help make that expectation clear. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's it. She had no idea. We realized very quickly <laughs> that she had no idea. And then we, you know, explained and practiced it, and then after a few times... Yeah. She said, you know, she caught up on, oh, okay, there's candy all over the goes. place. I knock on the door. I get more candy. candy. This is great. Yeah. This is yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, and so that's the, the, the other piece of this. The first piece is the expectation. And the second piece is the skill. So kids, everybody, as they grow, as they develop, learn these skills without like specific instruction a lot of the time. Right. Right. But if you can provide specific instruction, you can... Uh, eliminate or smooth out some of those learning experiences that gosh and that you don't want to have at Disney World. Yes. You don't necessarily want to have a full learning experience at Disney World. <laughs> no. About about, you know, that mom only has so much money to spend on souvenirs. Right. You know, that's not a lesson you necessarily need to learn 95 degree main street. So, what we have here is a little visual story. Mm. Should we go through it? I think that would be a good idea. The visual stories it's really wonderful, and it, and it's so fun to do and to practice, you, you know, for the kid, I think, and, and definitely for the parents. All right. So it starts off in the first cell. It says, there are lots of cool things at the park. Everything looks great. And it's a picture of a little girl in a shop, and there's just toys everywhere. And she's <laughs> got her eyes all big and glassy. Yeah. Next, it says, you can ask, and it's blank, so you can fill in your name, whatever, whatever your kid calls you, or grandkid, or whoever, niece, whoever you're taking to the park, you can ask blank nicely if you see something you like. So I think this is important because if we're trying to reduce tantrums related to having to tell a kid no, why would you be telling your kid to ask for things? Right. (laughs) You want to take a stab at that? Why would I be telling my kid to ask for something if I, I want to work on him throwing tantrums less when I tell him no? Like, wouldn't, if they just never asked for every, anything, wouldn't there be no tantrums? Yes, but that wouldn't be realistic, <laughs> right? I mean, kids are going to, adults see things all, you know, all yes. the time that we want. And it's hard for us sometimes to, even to deny ourselves the thing that we want. But so by, so by having them ask, yeah. you are training both yourself, right? And the child, how to, how to respond Yeah, in that it, that it's an okay event. It's absolutely certainly okay to want things. We yeah. don't have to get angry or upset that they ask yeah. for things, but just that, nope. And we're going to move on to the next thing. And there can be other fun things that we can kind of focus on. Yes. Um, I, that, I think that's, I agree with you hundred percent. And I'd also add that if, if someone doesn't have a way of getting something, they're going to get it. 
and it may not be kind words, you know? And you know, I, when it does get to more problem or severe behavior, this is exactly what you see. You see a kid who has given up on using words appropriately and goes straight to the behavior because they know that the behavior gets them what they want. Right. So putting the words there is really part of this skill. Getting the kid to ask for stuff is right. part of the skill. Mm -hmm. Yes, you're gonna have to tell them no more, but luckily we're practicing no. So this is, this is more, chance for you to say no and practice it and sometimes you can even say no when you don't mean it and you're really going to give them the thing anyway that's fun too <laughs> but we'll get into that another day <laughs> so the next cell says but you won't be able to get everything you want you may have sad or angry thoughts when you can't get something you really want so this is what mm. we're acknowledging like it's it's okay to be upset validating the feeling that is uh, again when a kid is upset especially in a public place as the adult it, we can be feeling so many things like shock embarrassment frustration all of that and when we feel those things it can be really hard to validate what you know what the child is feeling yeah. you just want the kid to stop and you may choose to say <laughs> something like there's no need for you to be sad right now i mm -hmm. spent nine thousand dollars on this vacation they don't know. and you have no right to be upset because right. you can't get that five dollar or i shouldn't say five dollar mickey toy there's no mickey toy for five dollars inside disney world no, not. <laughs> you can't get that five dollar gumball right you, you know there we go that's more like it <laughs> but you're right exactly invalidating that in their world right i mean again this is all dependent on the age but especially a young kid i'm gonna say under four under five four or five yeah. um they don't have that they have no concept of that they no. just barely they don't have an idea of time of money i didn't have a concept of time and money until i was 27 I, yeah that's what i'm saying <laughs> Try a little later than that. So, uh, in, so the, yeah. in the comic, we're saying it's okay to have those thoughts and feelings. Now, we're not saying it's okay to drop on the ground and scream, right? Because that's that's what we're we're working against, right? right. We we don't want that. We want the the kid to to know they're reading this story. You're going over it with them. Hey, you're gonna get mad. I'm gonna tell you no, and you're gonna get mad. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna tell you what to do instead of dropping on the ground and screaming. And that's the the next cell. And it brings up the fact. This, we call this like value-directed behavior. It says, you want to keep having fun, right? Like, we're in Disney World. You you want to have fun at Disney World, right? Don't get stuck in those feelings. So it's okay to feel sad, but don't get stuck there. If you can say, and now we're going to tell the kid exactly what we want them to do. If you can say, okay, I understand, blank will be so proud. Mm -hmm. So this will vary depending on the age of your kid. You know, mm -hmm. when we were practicing with our daughter, she's two, it's, she just says, okay. And she puts her head to the side and she makes a cheese face and says, okay, like that. <laughs> but if they're a little bit older, you know, okay, I understand something that is, you know, age appropriate and gives them a behavior to do instead of dropping to the ground and screaming. Mm -hmm. You have to give them a, a replacement. You have to give them a replacement for that. Yeah. And the thing about this replacement behavior. Is, a replacement behavior that can be rewarded. Yes, because this is not a functionally equivalent replacement behavior. And I'll tell you what a functionally equivalent replacement behavior is. That's a behavior that gets you what you want. Mm -hmm. This is not one of those. This is a behavior that is basically tolerating denied access. Mm -hmm. So because they're not getting what they want, because they're not getting that Mickey stuffy, you have to give them something else. But you've got something else. Your praise your you. attention mm -hmm. you've got you mm -hmm. you've got you the most powerful thing really and truly even without lessons 
So I'm the last cell here and you can get right back to having fun in the parks and it's a picture of the girl on um, the father or uncle's head and they're, they're off to go have more fun. So, and we'll talk about practicing in a second, but in situ, in the place, it's very important here. If they engage in this response, I know it's what they're supposed to do, right? But if you want them to do that again, you got to make a big deal about it. Right. You got to, and here's some things you can do. I mean, you're in Disney World. You can say, hey, you want to pick the next ride? Right. Choice is huge for little kids, right? Sure. Absolute choice is huge. You can swing them around. You know, if, if there's something else that, that they that they could get, if they, I don't know, want to see something really bad that maybe mm-hmm. you weren't pl- mm-hmm. planning on seeing or taking the time for, maybe you bring them on over to, uh, what's that, Tom Sawyer Island or something yeah. just to run around. I, it could be anything. A, how about a... a but really, as simple as a piggyback ride if they're young. A dance mode coupon. Dance mode, yeah. From Bluey? <laughs> yes. So it's this idea that the kid can control yes. to turn on you dancing for a minute. Yes. <laughs> so it's I mean, <laughs> really, it's, I love, I saw it and I was like, oh, that's good. That's good. I can't wait till she can understand that concept. Cause, yeah. So yeah, give him a dance mode token. So that's that. That's the story. Anything you want to add to that, Autumn? You are the biggest reinforcer. You are you are you are the biggest reinforcer. Yes, the toy that they want is big and exciting in the moment, but if you are able to to praise and give them attention and and do something with them, um, that's really building off your relationship. That is really going to go so much farther in the end, yeah. and show that they um, adhere to it. Right? If they left that experience or that situation feeling positive you weren't frustrated there weren't a bunch of tears no one was yelling right then then that leaves them with it's okay that i wanted something and they didn't get it i handled it okay that i heard no no is not this yeah you know life-shattering response yeah and that's a really important life lesson and it's thank you autumn uh and so getting no not to be the end of the world Mm -hmm. that'll be part of practice but one thing I was thinking, oh, in terms of rewarding and mm-hmm. reinforcing the behavior, telling them that they're you're, mm-hmm. you're proud of them and, and maybe asking them. I've been doing this more. Asking kids, are you proud of yourself? Yes. Kind of to direct them to think about their own behavior in terms of that. If we want to build like this intrinsic motivation, mm-hmm. I think those questions for a, you know, for a no, kid yeah, that has verbal ability, mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty good move. Are you yeah. proud of yourself? Because that was pretty mature. I'm right. pretty proud of you right now. Right. Or, or just, I noticed, you know, I noticed you handled that really well, or you did this. Being specific about yeah. what it is that you noticed is important too, because that gives them more information on, oh, Oh, okay. You know, I did that. I didn't know that was, I didn't know that was a great mature thing to do, you know, and, and now they know it. Um, and it just, again, also shows that you're being attentive to them. And kids too, especially as they get older, even like seven, eight, nine, can begin to kind of feel like, you know, oh, your parents and you don't care as much and they said no. And, um, and mm-hmm. so again, the more detailed, you know, praise or observation you can give them shows them, which is really important for older kids that you do care and you are paying attention to them. Yeah. I love that detailed praise. That's super important. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So if you read this, you, you go to the website, easydizit.com uh, and you download this comic or you go on the, my Instagram, uh, really easydizit, and you, you go to the link in the bio and you download this comic. You read it once um, the day before you go to Disney World. 
that will probably have like a 0% change in likelihood. I'd estimate close to 0%. This Reading this once is not going to really change behavior. Definitely not long term. Maybe immediately after some kids. But if you have a kid where this has been an issue in the past or uh, where you think it may be an issue, you really want to role play this out and you want to do it repeatedly. Yeah. So whether you just read it or you do the role play, repetition is going to be key. Yes. You know, and, and different kids pick things up at different rates, you know. Yes. So maybe some of the kids I work with, I might need to do this 30 times, depending on how old they are. And they're really their developmental age will really determine how, how often this needs to be done. But I don't think you can do it too much. As, no. As long as it's fun. Yeah, no, I think I think as long as it's fun and they understand that as best they can, right? That there that there's a, like a realness, you know yeah. what I mean? To yeah. That. So yeah. I guess I don't know. Maybe if you do it too much, it could be construed as like, oh, this is a game. It and is a game. Might not. It is a game. Get it that you when have to. Out. It might not generalize to the natural environment. Right. So, so you might want to practice with a general natural environment. So here's the ideal setup: you read them the comic. <laughs> You practice. Yeah. You read in the comic, you practice. Mm-hmm. You bring them to Walmart. You read them the comic before you go to Walmart. You let them know you're going to practice. You practice at Walmart. Say, and, and making sure each one of these times they're coming into contact with reinforcement. They're saying, okay, I understand. And they're getting an extra big hug or they're getting to pick dinner for that night or they're getting an extra book for you from you at bedtime. Yep. Every single time they say, okay, I understand, the world gets a little bit better. Mm-hmm. In the long run, they will say, okay, I understand more. Yes. When when they say no and drop on the ground and scream and you do whatever you have to do to get through the day, and that but it doesn't get them what they want, well, you in in the long run, like behavior will change. We will do the things that get get us better outcomes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And when you do the, the great thing about doing the practices too is you can do them in a way that's planned, you know, so you can go to Walmart or I don't know, whatever <laughs> wherever you are, uh, without actually needing anything. You yeah. know, so if you realize, oh, you know what, they still need some more practice with this, this is hard. Um, you don't you know, it's not a stressful day after work where you have yeah. a whole cart of groceries. Yeah. That is not the time to, to try to practice this, no. but to go out when you really don't have anything in you need to get life. or you're getting like one or two extra things. So before we yeah. we practice at Walmart, let's practice at home. So how how could we practice this at home? So with a little one, so I'm going to say two again, like five and under, two to five, just play. I mean, playing mm-hmm. is how children learn, young yeah. children learn. And so, yeah, so you could do this scenario, um, like, I don't know, like you're going to the store, you could do it like you're, you're at a park, maybe you're going to visit family. I don't know, you can make up different, you could have a whole bunch of different okay. places. Maybe different you're playing places with your where dolls. Gonna, different places where you're going to say, no, you can't have something yeah. in those situations. Yeah, you could, yeah, exactly, pretend, so you can, whatever, you could be so at a zoo. If we're, <laughs> but if we know we're going to Disney World, yes. and you think that denied access is going to be denied access to toys and candy, practice with toys yes, and candy. for sure. So we did this with Darwin, we actually made a little reel you can check it yes. out on our instagram yes we um, did highly recommend checking it out yeah where we just set up a store we actually had her set up the store because she's having she fun yeah. um and you, you gotta coach her through step by step tell her exactly what to say mm-hmm. and tell her exactly what to do so for example it was you know okay darwin get the winnie mm-hmm. she picks up the winnie and you can we say, clarified. Oh, Darwin, do you want the winning? Yeah, and she, then she has to ask, "Daddy, please," or you know, however would be appropriate for your kid to request a toy because we want to start with a request. Mm-hmm. It absolutely has to start with a request. Can I have this toy? May I have this toy, please? Then it's a no, can't have it, and then say, okay, say 
okay. You have to tell them, say, okay, if they're if they're very young, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, if it's like a five or six-year-old and you read the comic through, you might not have to tell them yeah. you're going to get it. But right. this is a two-year-old. We have a two-year-old. So I had to tell her exactly what to say. And over time, you'll have to coach less and less. It'll become more independent and more of like a game. Like, oh, daddy's playing the no-you-can't-have-it game. Yes. And that's the point. Like, it needs to be fun. It needs right. to be a thing where we're in Walmart and... She asks her something, and I'm like, no, and she smiles because she knows I'm going to tickle her or throw her up on my shoulders when she says, okay, I understand. Right. It has right. to be a game. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm going to, you probably already know this, for a lot of kids, it's already a game. And the name is, the game is, can I get mom and dad to buy me this crap? Yeah, yeah, can I get, it's, it is, yeah. <laughs> it's already a and, game. And, <laughs> you just it can need be to a very it. effective game, but, yes. but so by doing this, though, you are able to really move from being in a situation where you feel like you have zero control and even really more importantly struggling maybe to have your kid learn right how to tolerate no to a situation where you're teaching them a super important life skill and you feel more comfortable and confident you know when you have them out in the world yeah yeah so this yeah check out the comic see how this works for you with your kids if you want to talk about this if maybe you run into a hiccup um along the lines here please shoot us an email easydizitpodcast at gmail.com yes we'd love to give you some individualized you know pointers tips yeah we can talk to you about it uh i'll waive the consulting fee for the first half hour (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah we want to know how it goes and and if something came up because again every kid in you know child is different and situation is different so so certainly we get that there might be yeah. you know questions or wait wait a minute this happened or this is the response yeah. or what do i do if this so yeah we and we may not have explained this super clearly yeah. usually when i explain these things um we're actually practicing it in the moment i've never done it on a podcast before yeah one well, is different some people it might be great like if you're a really auditory learner i am not at all my auditory is quite poor, um, but I'm an excellent, I'm a superb visual learner. So for you visual or kinesthetic learners, I would definitely, you have this to go practice it, but I would also go check out the video we did. You can yeah. see it with our daughter. Yeah. Like, you know, we're doing pretend play with a store and he, Justin's practicing this whole visual story. So go. You can see the video too. Yeah. yeah. Go to our site, print it. It's beautiful. One page, really nice. And then check out um, it's our actually Instagram reel. Autumn, it's actually two pages. Oh, it is so the first page is, is the comic. The second page is is how to use it. Okay. So all the practice right. guidelines are right on the back. And there's actually some additional strategies and tips on there as well. So yeah, easydizit.com. You can download it right there. Um, another way to get it actually is to use um, my travel planning services. I'll definitely send it to you. Yeah. Or Katie with Unlocking the Magic travel planning services. And I, I believe we're going to have Katie on in the next couple of weeks too. Oh, nice. So I'll put her contact info in the show notes as well. Um, both of us are good travel planners. Uh, I think if I were to need a travel planner, I'd probably go to Katie. Not myself, because it'd be weird. Like, where do you draw the line? You know, when you're your own travel planner, like I'd feel yeah. bad about calling myself at night, but at the same time, oh like, my gosh, Justin, I need you to get me these reservations. You know, it's weird. So yeah, I'd probably just call Katie. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's it. Autumn, do you have anything to add to this? No, just 
I really just have fun start wherever is comfortable for you but definitely just go and print this out if you are listening and you don't have kids but you know somebody that does that struggles and maybe they're not going to Disney yet but maybe they're going on another trip go print this out send it to them yeah we just we, we created this because it's something that everybody that watches kids is going to run into and yeah. I just think it's it's super super helpful so go print that out that's free. Um, check us out on Instagram because you can see a whole role play for if you need that visual. And then, of course, we'd love to hear from you as always. So, so write back and just tell us how it went or any questions that you have. Absolutely. EasyDizitPodcast at gmail.com or EasyDizit.com. All right. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Well, I hope you made it through my behavioral mumbo-jumbo without throwing a tantrum yourself. If you want to hear more about preventing tantrums at Disney, check out episodes 8 and 9. Those episodes provide like a broader look at tantrums with several different preventative and reactive strategies. You can check out the show notes for links to everything mentioned today, and for links to Katie at Unlocking the Magic, as well as Quinn Harris illustrations. If you haven't already, be sure to check out our Instagram. I've got a huge Will It Mickey fail that's going up this week. I had planned on doing um, this beautiful mirror glaze Mickey cake. And um, let's just say it came out poopy. And of course, if you'd like any help planning your next Disney or Universal trip or cruise, please do get in touch. I'd be happy to give you a hand, as always, free of charge. All right, until next time, easy does it. <laughs>